Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Randy, would you just like to ask Trey to go through the whole football team again today like you did yesterday? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm you busy. were ready. You were ready. I give you credit. You you went you went through every position. You were ready. Yeah, if you if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. But, yeah, that's very good. You're right. Well, I'm guessing he's in better shape today than he was then yesterday. That that. You know, if he has to go through the entire roster again, he's learned how to um, preserve his energy and be able to uh, uh, stand out. Yeah, he, he did. Yeah. He did really well. Yeah. But I like good. what he just said. If you're, if you, if you're already ready, then you don't have to get ready. I like that. If you stay yeah. ready, you don't have to get ready. That's, That's not mine. <laughs> most That's things aren't. Most list. most things are plagiarized. Yeah. You know, when I was. Sports information director, and, and we would uh, get Lou Holtz's quotes, and he had all these great quotes, and we put them in press guides and in releases and all that kind of stuff. And it was several years later I found out that very few of those were his. <laughs> you know, they, were, they, they all came from somebody before him, you know. So yeah. and back then it was probably a little harder to attribute those. Right. You didn't, well, you didn't just search them. Yeah. Ex- exactly. There was no Google. You're right. Well, we're going to start with, uh, this is original, from Lenny. Lenny, good afternoon. you have a question or comment for Trey? Well, uh, yes, sir. I just wanted to thank you all for uh, being on the air. I usually, I get up pretty early. I listen from off and on. I don't hear everything you all talk about, but uh, I get up at 6 and stay with you all till 10. I don't watch TV. I listen to the radio. But the uh, other day, there was a young man, was, uh, uh, pardon my friend, uh, it was probably last week, uh, talking about crack, but I'm sort of old school guy, I heard y'all talking there a while ago, my phone's about dead, so I may lose you, but uh, anyway, long story short, uh, you know, back in the day, in the, in the 70s, that's when I grew up. If you played football, you either went to the weight room or uh, went to track field. You did one of the two, depending yep. on whether you was a sprinter or a, a lineman. And uh, that's what you had to do. They, there wasn't no questions asked. And I don't know, do these guys do that now or or what? I'm going to hang up and listen. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an old school guy, so... Uh, some of the guys out there around me sort of know what I'm talking about. You didn't have a choice. Uh, if if you played football, you did one of them too, weight room or track. And uh, I'm going to hang up and listen. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Lenny. Well, in 2020s, you're certainly going to do both. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to spend time in the weight room no matter what position you play. And and, and the uh, – um, I don't know about the track necessarily, but, you know, you're going to be doing agility and conditioning type stuff 
um, whether that's pushing sleds or running or, or, or what have you. Um, you know, that kind of brings that makes me think when I was in seventh grade, boys football in Sheridan, um, Coach Eddie Paul Woodall, he was the head coach there. He's recently retired. Uh, but he, uh, he had a policy. If you played football, you had to run track. You had to participate in track and field. There was no getting out of it. And so I always thought that was a really good policy. We won back-to-back state champions when I was uh, in track and field when I was in high school. And, uh, and Coach Woodall was the uh, high school track coach. Or excuse me, he was the junior high track coach. We won conference. Um, but uh, Coach Welch was actually the uh, the track coach in high school. But uh, I always thought that was a really good policy. But uh, technically what's going on right now is the eight-week summer training cycle where the guys will, um, you know, they have, you know, days that they are in the weight room, days they do conditioning. You know, there's, there's all kinds of different schedules. There's groups uh, of players that, you know, are assigned to do this or that. And technically all of it is voluntary. All of it's voluntarily. Uh, so it's voluntary if you, you know, want to sit on the bench basically and lose your scholarship because <laughs> everybody's expected to do that. It wasn't the case really up until probably around, probably around 2000 or so, maybe a little bit before that, uh, where you would still see players, you know, go home and stuff like that and they'd have to come back. They had to pass a conditioning test. Very few players were able to pass the conditioning test on the first try if they did that, it seemed. But, Nowadays, everybody stays up over the summer. I mean, it's not even a question, and it's still technically voluntary. The NCAA does not mandate that you have to do that or listen to your coaches when they tell you to come into the weight room or or all that stuff. So I don't know if that's exactly what he was asking, but I kind of diverged on a few topics there. Well, this from our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback. Floyd says... Uh, track and field referred to doctor of football about track to football in shot and discus for linemen footwork and quickness not just strength yeah it's very critical the the mm-hmm. footwork that's involved in both the shot uh, and the discus and then you combine that uh, with the footwork necessary to be an offensive lineman and they do kind of work hand in hand but uh, uh, particularly utilizing the lower part of the body and uh, so yeah yeah I used to have in fact I, I've, I've teased Marcus about this this again back in the 70s and 80s even for that matter uh, but they had what they called the fat man relay and that was combined strictly of offensive linemen defensive linemen and uh, just for fun <laughs> and they're like they could actually do at times pretty decent it seemed like but um yeah central was was known for um all different kinds of outstanding track and field athletes not just hurdlers but uh sprinters and field events uh, how we got on this tray i don't know but uh, <laughs> we've been we've been ta- kind of touching on uh track and field it it kind of mm-hmm. started uh, in fact the other day um, I think what got it started was the lack of publicity, with the exception of just posting the numbers out of a out of a track and field event meet. And then, of course, mm-hmm. just the other day there was the culmination of the 
uh, state championships for each classification. And one young man who approached, in fact, he shattered one of Basile Shabazz's records that stood for over 30 years. 30, 31 years, yeah. Yeah, Isaiah Satania uh, with the long jump. And uh, Yeah, the, the meet record and the, uh, the overall state record, he beat both of them. One of them was 26 years, and one of them was 31 years old. Now, as legends grow, did Isaiah actually, if if I read that correctly, or maybe I just uh, heard it incorrectly, but that was his first attempt at the long jump? Surely not. I wouldn't think first so. First attempt in a, I, I don't know why it would be. <laughs> um, well, I mean, they needed points. They will need points. Right. Don't you have to qualify for state, though? I don't think you can just, like, go up and say, hey, I'm doing long jump today. I think you have to qualify. I, I don't whether know. At, 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 like, either you're either by, you know, registering a certain distance on your jump uh, throughout the track season or, um, you know, finishing in a certain place in your conference meet. At least that's how it was when, when I was in school. We had to yeah, qualify make, to makes be sense. able to participate in state. That's why you had district. Yeah, that usually yeah. Uh, was able to uh, identify those that would move on to state. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't think somebody breaks a 31-year-old um, record with, on their very first try. <laughs> well, knowing what Isaiah was able to accomplish this past uh, year in the track and field, it wouldn't. It, he's kind of like Shabazz. Yeah. I mean, if, if anyone saw Shabazz, it didn't matter what sport it was, he was going to excel in that particular sport or, in this case, Event with it be Isaiah won uh, all four events that he was entered in: the hundred meters, the hundred ten meter hurdles, uh, the three hundred hurdles, and a long jump. Amazing, amazing effort. Um, Trey, the two four seven uh, folks uh, today. At least it was announced today. It may have been yeah out maybe a little bit earlier, but the number one. High school basketball player in the United States is who, according to 247 Sports? Nick Smith, Jr. Yep. Yeah. Um, it was big news. We, we found out yesterday, Eric Bossy called uh, Curtis Wilkerson, who's our primary basketball guy, and, and let him know that this was happening. So we were able to, you know, just prepare ahead of time with our content, with our top 10 all-time Razorback commitments, with, you know, the impact and, you know, all that stuff. I thought it was great, too, because – uh, Eric Bossy, who's um, our national director of basketball, uh, was uh, had a a, a a show with with Nick, uh, and they recorded it yesterday, and they released it today. But he was able to tell him, you know, live on TV, that he's the new number one ranked prospect in the country, and this is a final list too. So he'll he'll always be twenty four seven sports number one basketball player in the class of twenty twenty two. But we're able to, you know, get video of that with his reaction to being told, um, which was good. He took it a little more in stride. We also had Travis Branham, who uh, is one of our national basketball guys. Uh, he did an interview with Eric Musselman and was able to tell Eric Musselman that he had signed the number one ranked overall prospect in the camp in the in the country. Musselman was a little more enthused, you know, as you would <laughs> maybe expect from the two. Uh, Nick was a little more chill about it, and Musselman was uh, super excited for Nick. Um, and both of those were captured on video, so uh, you can go to Hog Sports and, and check out both of those videos. 
Um, but they were, I thought that was really cool to, to be able to, to get those guys on camera uh, reacting to the news because that's, I mean, it's the number one. I mean, Arkansas hasn't, I, I would say what Corliss was probably the highest ranked player ever kind of really before the yeah. – Mm-hmm. The real rankings of, of today, uh, he was either number one or number two on on pretty. It was pretty much him and Othella Harrington, if I remember correctly, as as one two. Um, and you know, here you have another number one. Uh, I think that uh, Al Jefferson was number three ranked prospect in his class, or he was up there. I don't know if he was three, but he was pretty close up there. Uh, but he never enrolled at Arkansas. And you also had uh, you had some guys in that '96 class, '95 or '96 class, '96 class, um, but they didn't make it to campus. Um, some of those guys, like I think you had the number one junior college player in the country, and, and some other really highly regarded guys. And then, uh, yeah. But anyway, Danny West has the whole list of the top ten right now, uh, and four of the five, I believe, are signed by Muss right now. Well, I mentioned this earlier. Not only just the state of Arkansas, but the with uh, and the University of Arkansas or Arkansas ties. But you just look at the top fifteen, and uh, Khalil Ware checks in at number yeah. six. And I don't have the list here in front of me. Jordan Walsh or Anthony Black, I think, was eleven, and number fourteen yeah. was um, uh, pretty Jordan close. Walsh. Black was somewhere. Yeah, Black was probably bring it up we get an accurate um an accurate rundown um just give me one second randy and i'll i'll have that list i had a moment ago but it's underneath the pile somewhere yeah you're pretty close um all right let's see those videos are great if you haven't had a chance to watch those they're uh they're really good okay thank you to lynn while you're looking this i'll get this clarification real quick uh, from Lyndon Sherwood, by way of our Asher Record Service Company Life and Feedback, speaking of Isaiah Satania, it was his first attempt at the state meet. Okay, first attempt. Gotcha. Right. He had two his or three second... more attempts, but he said he fouled right. on them. Yeah, he fouled. He had one of them that was like 26 or something. He said, I saw that on his Twitter that uh, that he had fouled on um, that would have, like, just shattered everything. So I've got the list here. So it's uh, – Nick Smith, obviously number one overall, uh, and this is 24-7. This isn't a composite, but this is the 24-7 site ranking. Number one overall, five-star, a 100 rating. Anthony Black is 14 overall, the 98 rating. Jordan Walsh is 19th overall with a 98 rating. Um, Anthony Black didn't change. Nick Smith moved up four spots. Walsh moved up one spot. Darian Ford finished number 69 overall with a 93 rating. Barry Dunning, 126 overall with an 89 rating. Actually, he's a lot higher on the composite. Other source, other sites have him a lot higher. He's number 91 overall uh, on the composite. Pinion is number 142 overall on 24-7, and the composite has him 94. So the composite combines, you know, all the recruiting services out there into one um, versus – and on the composite right now, Nick Smith, I don't think I said that. Nick Smith it should be, I think, three. Yeah, so on the composite, he's third overall, and on 24-7, he's now the number one ranked player in the country. And Khalil Ware, as we mentioned, both he mm-hmm. and Nick Smith, both from North Little Rock High School, and Khalil by 247 is number six 
and he is on his way to Oregon. So, you, you want to hear the top ten Chinese signed in the rankings era? That would be back. Sure. I guess it would go back to 2002 um, yeah. when all the ranking stuff started. So Nick Smith is the new number one. He replaces Al Jefferson. Uh, number three is Anthony Black. Number four is Jordan Walsh. Five is Bobby Portis. Six was Olu Famutimi. Yeah. Seven was B.J. Young. Eight was Ronnie Brewer. And nine was Daniel Gafford. And number ten was Stephen Hill. Hmm. How about that? Yep. Moses Moody got bumped off the list this year. That's a pretty wow. good list. Then. Goodness, yeah. that is a good list if he's not on it. Yep. Where did Isaiah land? Isaiah Joe was. He, I was thinking he was. I guess top. He was 15. pretty high up, but he wasn't. Yeah. I don't think he was in top ten uh, yeah. category. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, this is concerning college football, and this is off of ESPN. Now, does ESPN factor into the composite tray, or is that not? Yes, they do. Okay. All right. Uh, ESPN had their latest class rankings, and Arkansas slipped a little bit. And i got to believe, as, as you have talked about, Trey, as time goes on with this 2023 class, you're hoping Arkansas will end up being top 20. Uh, Arkansas was previously ranked at number four. And now that uh, Arkansas is at number six in the latest ESPN rankings. But Notre Dame is number one, Georgia number two, Ohio State, three. Uh, Number four is Texas Tech, five, Penn State. Then number six, Arkansas. Number seven, Louisville. Number eight, Tennessee. Number nine, USC. Number 10, Baylor. And apparently the collective at uh, A&M had to declare bankruptcy as they fell to number 11. Uh, Mm -hmm. Number 12 is uh, Texas, 13, Oklahoma, 14, Michigan, if all these names sound extremely familiar, is whether you're talking about the preseason, regular season rankings. Well, same thing when it comes to recruiting. Uh, 16, Michigan State. 17, LSU. 18, the Crimson Tide of Alabama. you got to believe that's not going to stay there much longer. Uh, 19, Clemson. 20, Cincinnati. That is your top 20, according to ESPN. So. Arkansas is also sixth in the uh, in twenty four seven sports right now. What is Arkansas? Uh, do you do a composite? I would think class wise. Class ranking. Yes. Yeah, that is the composite. Oh, that's okay. Okay, mm-hmm. that is composite. So Arkansas yeah, hanging in the, there on the individual on twenty four seven sports. The team ranking Arkansas is fifth right now on the twenty four seven sports composite which, again, combines all the rankings, uh, Arkansas sixth. Uh, Trey, I cherry-picked this uh, off of 247 Sports. Of course, it was posted on Hog Sports. That's where I found it. But it was the um, uh, worst-case scenarios for every mm-hmm. team in 2022. And this was by a national writer. This was not by Trey or anyone else on the Hog Sports staff. Best Scenario, best case scenario, ten and two, conference six and two, worst case five and seven, three and five. That's kind of mm-hmm. that best case is kind of fitting in 
uh, with what you've been kind of saying, Trey, that there's a great chance you feel like that Arkansas will win 10 games this upcoming season. Yeah, I think that there's a chance. I also think that there's a chance with this schedule that things could go bad. And I mean, hmm. and you, and you, I don't know six about five six. games, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it could, it could happen. I mean, there was a lot of, think about things that they just went a little bit differently in some of the games that Arkansas played this year. Um, you know, then it's not, it's not as magical a season as it was, you know, in, in excuse me, in 2021. So I, I I mean, the best case scenario is Arkansas goes twelve and zero, right? <laughs> that's best. That'd be great. That's the best. But if you're like trying to figure out what is Arkansas's ceiling, I don't think that's a bad um, analysis, especially from a national um, writer. But uh, you know, there's there's some tough games in there. We thought we talked about that a little bit, but I mean, I think Arkansas has a chance nine, ten wins in the regular season. I, I really think it's a possibility. Got to get a little bit of luck along the way. It always. You, I, I, if you don't have luck, then you've got bad luck. Need luck along the way. All right, Trey, we'll talk with you tomorrow. That's Trey Media of Hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company.